0: I'm the Nevada running back James Butler, and you're listening to Pack Center.
1: What's up, Wolfpack? Thanks for tuning into Pack Center. I'm your host Jordan Burns here with the man who got a call from sports journalism and had to take the call, Garrett Hirschberg. This is the last show of the semester, y'all, as we head into finals and the summer vacation. Later in the show, we have the man behind the mascot, Dennis Green. But for now, Garrett, let's talk about our day, at, our day Saturday at the annual spring scrimmage game where we got to see. The Wolfpack show off their stuff for next season.
2: One of the most anticipated Wolfpack players ever made his debut. David Cornwell uh, really took the field by storm as he went 22 of 33 for 302 yards and two touchdowns. Cool.
1: I can see why Alabama picked him up. and they, they, We know that he, they have this new younger guy that's amazing, and that's why we got him. But this guy has quite an arm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um... You you mentioned how, why Alabama picked him up. You look you you just look at his size. He's six five two forty. We've we've mentioned this on the show. He's a tank. He and we really got to see his arm as in the second quarter, he he threw a couple passes of fifty plus yards, and so we re, we truly saw the first take of the air raid style offense of what Coach Mummy wants.
1: I was really going into this game. I really wanted to see what the quarterback matchup would be between Cornwell and Ganji because Ganji was my guy last year. When, when he when he became the starter, I loved him. I used we talked about him on our old show, JR's Wolf Den, all the time, Mister 300. But he didn't look like the same Ganji.
2: Ah uh, no, um, he was. He looked good through the first quarter. But then in the second quarter, I think the wheels just fell off the train. He threw t- uh one pick 6. He threw two pick 6s, one two. Both of them to uh EJ Muhammad. And he just didn't look he he threw a lot of incomplete passes. Uh we never really saw the arm the arm test, the arm strength tested for what the Air Raid style offenses.
1: Ganji threw a lot of dump off passes. He played a lot like, well, like what we saw last year under Polian, but you didn't see him really play that air raid offense as much. You saw what what I like about Ganji is his versatility. We saw him make a touchdown um, in the air, and we also saw him make one on the ground. The one on the ground was impressive. That was the Ganji that I remember, the being able to to find the seam and and get into the end zone, but. He doesn't compare to Cornwell.
2: Ganji has the mobility to get out of the pocket and run, while Cornwell has that mobility to if he drops back, step up in the pocket, evade pressure, and if he needs to, he could scramble outside and throw the ball away or run for a couple yards. But he doesn't have that speed like Ganji. He doesn't have that explosiveness. But I don't think this offense is going to come to a run a quarterback running system like what we've seen in the past with Kaepernick, Fajardo, Ganji,
1: Stewart. He plays a lot like Ben Roethlisberger. He plays tall. He plays smart. He's really good in the pocket, but can can come out of the pocket here and there, make pick up a couple yards, and he's tough.
2: Yeah, and he's he's got that Ben Roethlisberger size.
1: Exactly. I think that's kind of the quarterback we're looking at here, and... This air raid offense, Garrett, what did you what did you think of it? I thought it was a lot more exciting than Polian's run heavy I, offense. I think
2: it is. And one thing I liked is they used a lot of up up tempo no huddle offense. Sure we've seen it when, with Nevada in the past, but not like this. It's not every like they get a first down, they're back to the line of scrimmage.
1: Yeah, that was another thing we noticed was it was a lot of no huddle offense, which I liked cuz I liked when the Eagles did it too with um McNabb. With McNabb and with uh with Vic, it it made it really confuses the defense, and I'm really excited to see that fast-paced offense combined with the deep ball. What that will do for our team next year, because that's really going to it out a secondary.
2: And looking at looking at the receivers, uh, they played well. Brandon O'Leary, Orange, had 10 catches for 180 yards and a touchdown. He had uh, some incredible catches.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What was it like a 55-yard touchdown?
1: Yeah, he had a really long pass down the field, and then
2: Tucker Melcher had six catches for eighty-six yards and a touchdown.
1: Before we move on from football, I really want to look into the the defense. What do you think of the defensive side? So
2: it was a little bit interesting. I don't, to be honest, I had no idea what to expect because uh, the big talk of, of the town was this air raid offense. Um, I noticed a lot of things uh, the they got to the quarterback a lot, only rushing three. Mm-hmm. Now this could be just the quality of offensive line play for the silver for the silver team but one thing i noticed was there was a lot of shifting from the linebackers dbs and a lot of the time nevada played their safeties played like where linebackers were they weren't like deep like you didn't have like two deep safeties so i think that they're going to play to the the speed and the strength of the of the second because i believe that they if they come up and they can cover ground quickly yeah. And we saw um, Asani Rufus. He was just on a mission. He made some big hits uh, all throughout the game.
1: Yeah, Asani Rufus and EJ Muhammad definitely were the all-stars on the blue team's defense. And that's where I'm going to look for. They had really good coverage in the secondary. Yeah. And I think that's because they've been practicing against this air raid offense, and so they've had a lot of practice. But and I guess... We had really good run defense, too, because there wasn't a lot of running yardage picked up.
2: Yeah, running defense r- or rushing offense wasn't really big, but what else can you expect? Um, you, do you Did you honestly expect Nevada to run the ball like crazy?
1: No, especially because James Butler wasn't starting. But I, I, that's just like this facet of this Nevada offense that we've been so keen to watching that it was weird watching it without it.
2: Yeah, but... Yeah, but with, with with the old comes the new. So I'm,
1: I'm going to miss our boy James Butler running up a 1,000-yard season. And that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see what our – because of this air raid offense, what is our run offense going to look like? And it was a lot of run up the middle, and it wasn't a lot of big plays.
2: I think that um, with with the way this air raid offense is, James Butler could have a, a good year because people are going to be passing – are going to be looking forward to guarding the pass. Then here comes James Butler up the middle. I think James Butler could be the workhorse of this team this year.
1: Yeah, I hope he's working on his hands because he's going to be catching a lot of short passes. Mm-hmm. But I want to move on to basketball. We landed a huge transfer student from Bryant University. That is Nisera Zuzwa. He's a six foot two guard. In his sophomore season, he averaged 20.3 points, 4.2 rebounds, and 1.5 assists. Garrett, we watched his highlight tape before the show. What do you think of this guy?
2: Uh, Zuzwa has the potential to be Marcus Marshall 2.0. He made 92 threes last season. uh, But one thing that you don't really see on a stat sheet or the initial stat sheet per game is how, how he plays in big games. In his first ever collegiate game in 2015, uh, Bryant went to Duke, to Duke, and in that game he scored 16 points against the fifth fifth ranked Blue Devils. This season against Notre Dame, dropped 19. He dropped 22 points on uh, national championship runner ups Gonzaga, 24 points against Northwestern. They were in the tournament. And Chris Murray said that the best comparison to him is Marcus Marshall, and I agree with him. The way he can score, he could shoot the three, but he could also drive. He can't really shoot the. He doesn't shoot the three as well as Marcus. But he. But one thing that Marcus really lacked was his ability to get to the rim, and that's where I think uh, Zeuswa excels over Marshall.
1: Let's move on to baseball and softball. Baseball went zero and two against Air Force. I told you they were gonna. It was gonna be a tough battle against them. We lost the first game ten to seven, and then we lost the second game four to three. The first game was wild. We were we were winning that game originally, right, Garrett?
2: Yeah, we were winning seven to five in the bottom of the ninth. Air Force scored one run, and then Tyler Jones hit a walk off grand slam to secure the victory for Air Force. Um, but a positive note to come from this game: Grant Fennell went three for four on the day, scoring three out of the seven runs. The second game was not as dramatic as they as you mentioned they did lose 4 to 3. Mark Nowazeski pitched a complete game. Dillian Schrum uh went 2 for 2 on the night with two RBIs, but one thing impressive about Schrum is he came off the bench. He didn't start originally.
1: So, a poor weekend for for Nevada baseball.
2: And it gets it just gets worse.
1: Yeah, we're heading off to South Carolina to face off against number 8 Clemson who this is going to be tough. This is really going to be tough and I don't really have a lot of predictions for it.
2: Uh, They don't win.
1: They don't don't win. We We come home the same as we did against these guys. But for softball, let's talk about them. The Pack swept Colorado State in its first series sweep of the season.
2: Yeah, game one, 5-4 victory. McKenna Eisenberg picked up her 15th win of the season, pitching a complete game, striking out five. Aaliyah Gibson hit a two-run home run in this game. Game two was a wild one, an 8-7 victory. The game lasted 14 innings. Wow. Yeah, the Pack recorded a season-high 16 hits, and uh, Melissa Ariga won the game with a two-run single in the bottom of the 14th. And in Game 3, uh, the Pack won 5-4, to four, like in Game 1. And like Game 1, McKenna Eisenberg picked up the victory. Her 16th win of the season pitched another complete game, striking out three.
1: Well, that's great for South Paul. A lot of momentum for them. And after that win, they're gonna be heading off to Boise to face the against the Broncos this next week. And best of luck to them. And I want to talk about a little bit lighter note: the Wolfie Awards were on Sunday. We got Athlete of the Year went to to Jordan Caroline and from basketball and Madison Morell of volleyball.
2: So the way, just clarifying, the way the awards went is for certain certain sports, it was one male athlete and one female athlete. Certain athletes weren't, or certain sports were not applicable. But, yeah, uh, Jordan Caroline is well-deserving of this award. We saw the numbers he put up. We interviewed him. Mm-hmm. I think he got the award because we interviewed him.
1: <laughs> you think that, I think that yeah, helped?
2: Yeah, that, that definitely helped.
1: It, it could have. But it, it oh, helped.
2: no, another another interviewee of us, Madison Murrell. Uh
1: Exactly. Uh, huh? I think we interviewed the best athletes, athletes of the year here on Pac Center.
2: We only want A-quality interviews.
1: <laughs> Newcomer of the year. Went to Jordan Caroline again. Andressa Lima of swimming and diving. Comeback of the year goes to men's basketball versus New Mexico. Another game that we've talked about on this show with Jordan Caroline. Teams of the year were men's basketball and swimming and diving. Most energetic, again, our boy Jordan Caroline. Coach of the year goes to Coach Muss. Well-deserved. I
2: got got this one. The not-so-clutch award goes to Aki Mohammed. (laughs) who, if we all remember, had the safety against Notre Dame where on a kick kickoff, he caught the ball in the end zone, took one step out, and took went back into the end zone. Now, if you're an OBG listener, you remember me harping on this guy.
1: Why do we have a no-clutch award at the Wolfie Awards?
2: I, I, I don't know, but... Can you, you, you
1: imagine know. being this guy coming up to the stand and accepting this award being like, Yeah, that was me.
2: If you're Muhammad, I think you got to live up to the award. Like you just got to own it.
1: You got to own it. Be like, yeah, that that was me. That was me. When when you're going for the draft one day, and and they look back and be like, okay, what awards did you win? The no clutch award. Yeah, we're not picking you. (laughs) Maybe the Browns will want you. No, no, no. no,
2: (laughs) You just got to do. You just got to reword it instead of saying not so clutch, just say so clutch.
1: Just so clutch. Scratch scratch out the not. Yeah. But anyway, speaking of the Wolfie Awards, we do have Wolfie on the show today. Dennis Green. Dennis, thanks for joining us on the show. I'm one of those people who believes that the mascot is greatly underappreciated. You you play a vital role in the game day experience, and you must take great pride in that.
0: Uh, yeah, I like it. It's been pretty integral to my four years here as a student.
1: We had James Butler on the show uh, earlier in the year, and he said that when he puts the helmet on, he feels like a superhero. When you put the 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 head on, do you feel like a superhero, or do you, is it like an alter ego?
0: Yeah, I think it's. You can almost say like every time you put it on, it's like a instant celebrity status because everyone just wants to talk to you or take a picture. Or parents have to stop you and you have to hold their children or take a picture. It's it's been super cool. I gotta ask, when did you start? I started officially my uh, sophomore year, beginning of my sophomore year. Why did you decide to become the mascot? Well, I decided I wanted to do something different than just join a fraternity because almost everyone's in a fraternity. So uh, I wanted to be a cheerleader, essentially. Uh, So I realized I couldn't throw girls in the air and catch them safely. So when uh, my brother, his name's Saul, uh, he came to me and was like, why don't you be the mascot? You're a really good dancer. And I was like, I don't want to be the mascot. But then he was like, you should just come try it out. And then uh, I went to the first day of practice. I tried it out. Um, My coach ran me through a bunch of drills, and she was like, oh, we have to have you. And I guess I was the only mascot who could dance, like, ever.
1: Did it just feel right being a mascot?
0: I think so. I definitely took it on the persona uh, super quickly. Once I realized what I could do and the things I could get away with while I was in the suit, it was pretty easy easy to get carried away with.
1: What was it like that first time sliding the head on?
0: Uh, It's definitely different than most people expect. It's a little – like, it's hot, for one. And then – we didn't know how to clean them then so it was a little bit smelly so every time you jump in it'd be jumping in someone's else's like stew so
2: now when you transition from year to year do you have to
0: try out again or do they like just call you up hey dennis uh we want you back i actually became the captain after the first year and the captain never has to try out but like most of the time, we generally recruit who we want to be mascots because we just see them on campus. It's usually like someone we see at the games with the most spirit, or like someone we just know who's like super energetic. So uh, there's no formal tryout process. When I, when my year I came in, they wanted to see what I could do. And then after that, I just kind of just placed trust in other people. What's
1: like, what's a practice like for the mascot?
0: Uh, we don't really practice. Most of the time, it's doing like skits. So uh, the cheer team will run, like, exercising. But when we go there, it's like, oh, what new dance moves can we learn? Oh, what do we want to do this weekend? what can we bring to this week's game that we didn't do in the previous year?
1: So you have you kind of have to change it up every week or every year or so and keep it fresh?
0: Yeah. It's been, like, it's super easy to get swept up in, like, what's going on in social media, too. So, like, when the whip and Nene came out, everyone was like, let's do it. And then, like... When the juju came out, everyone was like, do it. So it's just been like kind of keeping up with
1: the trends and trying to keep up with that. That's what gets the crowd going. And when everyone sees you doing something, that that's so like pop culture, right? Exactly. They get into it. And then everyone else can follow along because they know what's going on. Exactly. Um, do you have a favorite moment or a best moment as being the mascot? So uh, ever since I started, I wanted to do the Capital One
0: Mascot Challenge. And it's the challenge that the university uh, – or wolfie specifically took place in a couple years ago uh right before i got here that was like a huge voting thing if you won the competition was fifty thousand dollars and i was i wanted really wanted to be a part of it because i wanted to show like the university what i could do and then they canceled it so then um they kind of revamped it and steamboat springs and dave raymond entertainment uh, dave raymond is like the mascot king of all mascots uh, he was a Philly fanatic for two years. They brought back this competition called the Mascot Stampede. And they brought uni- uh, mascots from 20 different universities over to compete in, like, Olympic-style games. And uh, I went my first year. And I was so, like, excited, but I was also nervous. And um, right before I left, my coach was like, I like to win. And I was like, oh, so now I have to at least place. So I went, and then I won by one point. So
1: <laughs> You <laughs> I won was, the whole thing?
0: Yeah, by one point.
1: Oh, my God. What, so what was that like? Did you have to sit up on a podium? Did you get a medal?
0: Yeah, it's a, actually a giant trophy. Uh, you can check on the social our social media pages. But it's like uh, a giant trophy. Uh, it says first place on it, mascot stampede. And then you also get like a bunch of bragging rights. So it's super cool. Uh, one of the cool things we're hoping for in this next one, because uh, we won it two years in a row, by the way. It was my first year. And then after, we went back with Alfie, and we won it again. So uh, we were, we're hoping the upcoming one is going to be like, entry into the mat- ho- mascot hall of fame do you have any uh rivals in the mascot world so i think everyone knows we don't like the rebel up here uh it was funny because like this last year at unlv when we took back the cannon, uh we finally met the rebels for the first time ever like usually they're pretty strict about where he goes and who he sees and we met them, and then we got to meet the people under the mask so it was super cool to see that but personally uh the mascot that i and like have a rivalry with uh it's bus or a buster the bronco from boise mm-hmm. my first year uh i was i was definitely super cocky my first year because i was like i can dance everyone loves me and I, it was super easy for me to get the carol going and then everyone was like oh look you have to go they're Alfie and Lunar dance-battling buster, and I was like, oh, put me in there, coach. And then I went, and no one told me he was a Capital One mascot previously, and that he does all this training. So I went in, and he started doing bat flips, and I was just super devastated. So every year I was like, oh, I'm gonna beat him, but then every year he came back and just destroyed me.
1: Did he kind of give you a um, motivation to, to harness your craft a little bit better?
0: I definitely think so. It definitely fueled me, because when I was going to like the competitions, I was like, oh, what would he do? What would they do? And like, when I was doing all these skits and I was doing all these videos and all these Instagram, like, social media things, I was like, oh, how can I be one better than what uh, everything he does on social media? So it's it's definitely been, like, a drive.
2: We saw a lot during basketball season. The mascots would crowd surf. How nervous were you that someone would just drop you?
0: So I don't know if I'd ever – it's kind of hard to say because, like, when I first did it, it was my sophomore year. And I just kind of went with it. It was super fun. But, like, you never expect, like, usually the guys are really good at handing it off to other guys and not handing it off to girls. So, uh, but when it did get to, like, the end of the road, they would, like, they're like, oh, we can't drop the mascot. And, like, one time I thought it was going to happen, but they just put me on my feet. So it, was, it wasn't It was like it was all bad. Uh, crowd surfing has always been fun because, like, it's not approved at all. Like, we just decide to do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I crowd surfed once at a, at a rave. And that, that was pretty wild, yeah. being, like, up on top of everybody. So I can only imagine, you, and you're you usually going up on an incline, too. Yeah. Does that ever get scary to you, looking down? So you
0: can't really see anything in the suit because there's limited vision. We see it out of the nose. Uh-huh. So, like, you just look up and then you hope for the best.
1: <laughs> so you've never been dropped? No one's ever dropped you? Just kind of fall on your feet and keep I've going? I've been
0: dropped, but not in the suit. <laughs> but...
1: <laughs> Talking about basketball season... During that game against Colorado, you got pretty wild. We were all really hyped up in the student section, and you, at one point, got up, hiked down your shorts, turned around, and started slapping your tail end. Mm. What was the inspiration behind that Did it just come to you? Yeah, because
0: a lot of the times, mascots are just unregulated. As long as you don't snap foot on the court, you can kind of get away with anything. Like, obviously, I couldn't, like, throw things over the court, but, like... I, they were like just how can you get people really rowdy and get people really kicked up without being 100% rude and i just thought like oh a lot of mascots moon people it's like a giant thing we do or in the mascot world so it was just easy to go along with how much of your job is thinking on the fly all of it like 100% like when you shake hands you have to, every kid wants their own special moment with wolfie or alfie or luna any of the mascots so you have to make sure you impact them each in a different way and make sure that each of them remember well you don't want every mascot or every kid saying, Wolfie just shook my hand and that was it and he walked away. You want them to be like, Wolfie did a backflip, shook my hand and walked away.
1: Most people know you as Wolfie, but he's not, that's just your alter ego. Who's Dennis Green?
0: So I'm currently a criminal justice major uh, with a minor in sociology. Uh, I've wanted to be a lawyer since I was six and after law school. Uh, like after undergraduate career, I would just want to go to law school. And then I plan on being a public defender in Nevada. It's been my dream since I was like six so uh, but like I don't I guess just on campus I really like being involved I'm like it's super easy for me to want to feel involved so like cuz I don't it's I don't like being bored ever so like I took on a lot of different positions on campus like in my fraternity I've been in uh, the student Senate on campus student government was like one of my biggest passions uh, I've been vice president of the Multicultural Greek Council I have three jobs on campus so like I I don't like having a second to, like, waste. So, like, if it comes down to, oh, do you want to sleep or do you want to do this? I would rather take doing an activity than sleeping because, like, I'll be able to sleep after.
1: Are you going to miss your time here as Wolfie or are you ready for the next stage in your life? I definitely am. I had to turn in my uh, suit this
0: past week and I had to give it on to the next captain. So, I don't know. It's it's It was kind of a heartfelt moment for me because I was like, oh, it's – Super scary because you don't know what the program's going to be like. You're, I'm no longer included in the text message. Like, my opinion doesn't really have any weight anymore because, like, I have to let the new guys do it. So I'm definitely going to miss it a lot. Uh, this is always going to be my alma mater, and I think that I can say I have a deeper connection to it than most people. Like, it was kind of like I was a superhero, and now, like, I've been amassed, and, like, I never put on the suit again, so... It's it's pretty emotional. How emotional was it to put on the suit for the last time? So, I thought the last time was going to be Colorado Mountain West when we destroyed them. I wouldn't say destroyed. It was like by a few, like a small. It was, it was a close game. Yeah, it was a close and like I was, it was already emotional because usually when we went to must really turned it around because usually we went to Mountain West. Everyone was like, "Oh, we're going home in the first day. Like we wouldn't be here all week." Like be ready to leave at any second because if we lose this game tonight we're just going straight home and like we had never made it to Friday then we made it to Friday and I was like oh snap and then we we're like I wanted to play UNLV we did play UNLV and then everyone was like oh we're going against Colorado for the championship and I was like literally we were just here yesterday and we we're wondering how far we we're going to get and no one was expecting Montana, so it was like definitely out of the blue and Everyone was like, oh, this is your last game. And I was like, okay, well, then I have to watch the suit. Everything needs to be perfect. And then I got on it the last time, and I just stopped following all the rules of the court because in Mountain West there was just, like, a bunch of rules. I was like, what are they going to do now? So, like, I did everything that I would usually do in, like, a year in, like, one game. And then, like, after that I was like, I won't be able to do this again. So it just really hit me. So you
2: didn't travel to Milwaukee with the team.
0: So I had the option to, but traveling takes a lot out of me. So I usually – my uh, co-captain, his name is William McGarvey, I usually let him do, like, the other games that are out of state, but, like, it we just trade off. I like I like to trade it
1: off. So you, you elected not to go to the NCAA tournament?
0: Yeah. Do you have any regret in not going, or? So at, at, that's what everyone was, keeps asking me. It's, like, a current question, like, oh, don't you want to go to the NCAAs? And I was like, well, I got to experience Mountain West, and it's, like, we're a wolf pack and it's not it's not all about wolfie so i wanted to give someone else the chance too so like letting off you go and let him get his moment well like was this thing like i think i've had a lifetime flex moments on the team especially being captain because like first year i was sent to the mascot stampede and then like i got to go to hawaii for 100 percent free i got to go to buffalo new york and then i was like it's it's super easy um i let billy go to new orleans and milwaukee and i was like i've been to new orleans and because my family's from there so it's like that was just a visit for me and but it was like an actual vacation for him and then him going to milwaukee i it was like a combination of i have to graduate soon <laughs> and then it was a combination of like i just really want him to have the experience
2: how much did you pick up on actually on actual sports just from being a mascot
0: i i would say i definitely knew a lot more uh i definitely was not a big football fan when i came like i was into basketball and baseball but if you would have told me to like tell you the the very, like, meat and potatoes of the game, I wouldn't have been able to say anything about it. But, like, when I first started, I was like, okay, just look at the crowd, and when the crowd cheers, you just do a dance. Or when they boo, you just be disrespectful. <laughs> and uh, – but over the time, I'd, like you, – you could definitely see my progression because I'd be standing on the gate watching the crowd, and then the next second I'm, like, standing off the gate threatening to jump off into the game. <laughs> do you think this was your best season? I definitely think so because usually football is, like, the – season where everyone just gets hyped up and everyone's like excited and basketball last year i think everyone can say that like everyone was like oh we don't even know like we weren't believers and then must really turned it around so when everybody started to go to basketball games it wasn't just like a oh maybe i'll go if i have free time it was like oh i have to go and get free time
2: this past football season was a rough one to say the least not many people you just saw the number of fans started to diminish how did that affect not only you but the other mascots
0: I don't know, I think you kind of, because the whole time our coach was telling us you have to keep everybody pumped up, because everyone would leave at halftime, and I think that's what everyone would get angry about, and then everyone was just like, we care about two games a year, and that was the homecoming game, and then that was the V game, so like, when people would leave at halftime, it would just kind of like, you could definitely see us like, just kind of die down, and try to keep the fans who were still there, like involved, and then like... I don't know. I think Norvell is really going to turn it around next year because, like, I don't know if you've seen them, but the football players are working on, like, every morning, and they're, like, on a different regimen. And then just from all the social media and stuff, you can see that there's definitely, like, a different kind of culture around it.
1: Yeah, we've been talking about that on our show ever since he came here. We definitely think that next year is going to be a whole different ballgame.
2: Yeah. Nevada grit.
1: Hashtag Nevada grit. So we're running out of time, so I wanted to ask you one more question before we go. Do you have any words of wisdom that you'd like to pass down to the next mascot and future mascots?
0: Uh, I definitely just say, just be yourself. Like once you're behind that mask, no one knows who you are, unless you don't keep it a secret like I did, but, uh, no one knows who you are. and You just kind of have like a celebrity status. So just use it to like make everyone pumped up, use it to keep everyone involved and make sure you're inclusive with what you do. Try to like reach a giant population. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Cause just being you, like just me being me made I think Wolfie a lot more lively than me just holding back and not doing what I wanted to.
1: Well, thank you, Dennis, for coming on the show and thank you for the years of memories. And that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning into Pack Center again. I'm Jordan Burns with Garrett Hirschberg. This is our last show until September. I want to wish all our fans a great summer and much luck on finals. As always, thanks to, thank you to the Reynolds School of Journalism, Wolfpack Radio, Joe Crowley's Doon Union, and the Reno Bike Club. And one more thing before we go. Go Wolfpack! It's too long living in the same old
0: lives I feel too cold to live, too young to die Will you walk the line like it's there to choose Just forget the wins, it's the best to use